This episode of the Cox Talks podcast brought to you by AmeriFarm Service. AmeriFarm Service for all your hot shot equipment, delivery, services, anything you need. Skid steers, round balers, scaffolding, compact tractors, cargo of any kind. Call Ty Crothers at AmeriFarm Services. You can find them on any social media platform. That's AmeriFarm Services, A-M-A-R-A, Farm Services. Check them out. Yo, hey yo, it's the bad guy, Trevor Cox, other Cox Talks podcast. That's the worst fucking Razor Ramon impersonation you'll ever hear in your life. But guess what? I don't really give a shit. Welcome back. Episode nine of the Cox Talks podcast. We're almost there. We're almost to my goal of 10 episodes. Things are going well. People seem to be enjoying what I'm doing here. And yeah, episode nine. Here we are. Happy Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving Monday. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there in Canada, the Canadian Thanksgiving. Okay, this is a holiday Monday for everybody. So maybe not won't maybe not might not get as much many listeners today as I will tomorrow or Wednesday or Thursday, but here we are. Hey, it's holiday Monday. Lay in bed, okay? You've earned it. You fucking earned it. You've been working your dick off or you've been working your boobs off for a couple months now, waiting for a little uh waiting for a little R&R. Just a nice day to maybe kick around the house, you know, hang out with some family, maybe have a coffee in bed, okay? Maybe your kids are older and, you know, they sleep till fucking noon anyways, so maybe you're laying in bed you want to throw a leg over the old lady there, maybe get a little poke in, a little holiday Thanksgiving poke. She's not going to let you, but you can fucking try, I guess, right? And I'll tell you why she's not going to let you, because yesterday or last night you had the family over. I don't know if it was her side or if it was your side. But you had the family over for Thanksgiving dinner. Your house is in absolute shambles. And she's laying there in bed beside you, knowing she's got to clean up the whole house, top to bottom. You know, your fucking brother's animal kids came over and a crayon all over the wall. And just like, just there's dishes everywhere. There's leftover turkey. You're going to be eating turkey soup and turkey sandwiches for three months now. And she knows the reason she's not giving you a poke this morning is because she knows that she's doing that all by herself while you go out and fuck around in the yard pretending like you're doing something or fucking around in the garage pretending like you're doing something. But she knows she's on to your little tricks, okay? And that's why that's why she's not letting you sneak it in this morning, okay? So, yeah, get up, maybe give her a hand. Let's get the house back in order because don't forget you had the family over and like last episode, okay, I don't think this has changed too much. Like the last episode, she cleaned the house top to bottom to have the family over. And now she's got to clean the house top to bottom to get it back in order after the fucking train wreck that went through called Thanksgiving yesterday. So Thanksgiving, Christmas, even Easter, I always find these holidays entertaining um, because if you're married, okay, here's how it's going to shake down. You're married, so you got two Thanksgivings to go to right? You've got the wife's side and you've got the husband's side. And the husband 
he doesn't want to go to the wife's side of Thanksgiving, and the wife, she doesn't want to go to the husband's side of the Thanksgiving. So there's always a couple arguments over, you know, whether you're going to even go or not, and how long you're going to spend there, who's who else is going to be there, because, you know, your wife, she doesn't get along with your sister because your sister just looks down her nose at you, and her sister teams up with your mother, and they just, they, they fucking critique that, carrot casserole that you brought with the cornflakes on top and the cream cheese and whatever else they critique it because it's not right you know it's it's just not quite sweet enough and they critique and you know they look they they critique the way you're raising your kids right so she doesn't want to go to your side and you don't want to go to her side because her brother her brother is a fucking hipster and all he's going to serve you is craft beer a pumpkin spice fucking beer yeah, it's Thanksgiving, so there's pumpkin spice everywhere, even in beer form now. And I, you know what? If you're a guy that drinks pumpkin spice beer, take a fucking look in the mirror, okay? Take the hemp necklace off, lose the floppy toque, you know, the red and black flannel jacket and the pointy toe blundstones. Pumpkin spice is not supposed to be in beer. Oh, well, it tastes good and it's 7.5% alcohol. I don't really give a shit. I don't like eating my craft beer with a fork. Just because it's Thanksgiving doesn't mean you got to go all hipster on me and start serving me pumpkin spice beer. So yeah, so that's why that's why the hub, hubby, he doesn't want to go to wife's side of the family because he's got to drink craft beer and listen to listen to her brother talk about his trips on his bike to every microbrewery in Ontario and how this beer is really hoppy and this beer is, is just a, a, a light texture to the tongue or whatever the fuck they are. I don't know. I've been called um, uncultured. I've been called bullheaded. I've been called narrow-minded because I don't like craft beer. Well, first of all, I'm really not much of a beer drinker. I prefer vodka, okay? But when I am drinking beers with the boys, which happens more than I'd... Actually, no, that's a lie. Doesn't happen as much as I'd like. I like to stick to the Bud Lights because you know what? The Bud Light, you know what you're getting every time you crack that fucking top open you know what you're getting you're getting that cool crisp bud light taste yeah it's a light beer who gives a shit you can drink 20 okay you can drink one and not feel like you've just eaten a thanksgiving and a christmas dinner you don't drink one and then just want to crawl into a hole and fucking die because you're so bloated from all the hops and again yeah nobody likes drinking their beer with a fork you got to chew your fucking beer no thanks not a craft beer guy we're going to get into that in a couple episodes. i got a special guest coming on. We're going to talk about what your beer choice says about you. We're going to get on to that. You're going to enjoy that episode. So, yeah, back to the task at hand here. Yeah, it's always an argument. Neither one of you wants to go to either side of the family Thanksgiving, okay? But you do it because you love each other and it's for the kids, okay? The kids get to see their cousins. And by the end of the weekend, you're just so miserable and you just hate your significant other so much. Because you had to cart them, you had to cart the whole family all around Ontario, okay, or Alberta, or or fucking none of it, wherever you're having Thanksgiving here in Canada, you got to cart them all over the province, hang out with people you don't really necessarily like, you eat till you hate yourself, and you don't get enough sleep. Sounds like a great holiday weekend, eh? But on the other hand, Thanksgiving is a time to be thankful, a time to reflect on the moments and and treasures in your life that you have to be thankful for. Sit back, relax, and give thanks to what makes your life so wonderful. 
Fuck that. Not here, not happening, not on the Cox Talks episode. So today's episode, being it uh, Thanksgiving Monday, we're going to talk about a few things that your host here, old Coxie boy, is thankful for. Okay? And you can you can be the judge when I get into this list of things that I'm thankful for here. You can be the judge on whether you feel I'm being genuine and sincere or whether I'm just being a sarcastic asshole. Okay? You guys be the judge. So first of all, one thing I'm thankful for, I am thankful for Jeff Steiner of Research Seed and Grain in Stouffville and Port Perry. Listen, uh, last week's episode, we talked about the Port Union Bakery. Jeff Steiner was so kind enough, he went down to Port Union to pull his sailboat out of the water. He, he swung by the Port Union Bakery, and he brought me some donuts. He brought me two sugar twist, two chocolate dip, and two Boston cream. We're going to get into this here. So the sugar twist, I'm going to start with them. I dusted those off first, okay? Because they're typically my least favorite donut, okay? Well, no, actually, old-fashioned plain is everybody's least favorite. So, But the sugar twist was a delightful little surprise. And um, I did get some feedback on my social media page that the sugar twist donut may be the most underrated donut in the league. And I have to agree. What made these sugar twist donuts so good was they were nice and moist. They were, they were, they were very, very fresh. I'm assuming, which made them nice and moist. And sometimes you get a old sugar twist donut, and it's just an old dried out ball of cotton. No, not very good. Not very good. The chocolate dip donuts, very good donut, very solid. Once again, nice and moist, decent size too. You get about two Indian, you're full. You tap out. You can't really take any more. And then we got into the Boston cream. So I've been told Boston cream is a trashy fucking donut. No, Boston cream is the upper echelon. Boston cream is the New York Yankees of donuts. Okay, there, I said it. Now, I'm not saying I'm a Yankees fan. I'm just saying because they have the most World Series wins or whatever. They are the most successful club. Boston cream is the the New York Yankees of the... Anyways, the Boston creams were a little different, okay? This was, this was a little different. So usually you get your Boston cream and it's the full donut and they've injected the custard into the donut, okay? These Boston cream donuts were baked and then put together like a sandwich so your custard was in the middle. Now, great taste, unbelievable taste, decent size, just the right amount of chocolate, nice and fresh and moist, but as you ate that Boston cream donut, it started to come apart like a sandwich does, right? You get down to the last couple bites and you got like no meat left and it's all bread, right? Or you got no bread left and just you got a handful of fucking bologna and mayonnaise in your hand <laughs> and so that's what happened to the boston cream uh they they fell apart on me but hey still nice and tasty okay so that's the first thing i'm thankful for jeff steiner thanks very much there's your donut review um and actually to be honest i don't have a new review to give you nobody came at me with a donut bakery a couple repeats but um so i don't know if if that little segment's gonna die um, I'm starting to get diabetes and I'm really packing on weight with all these um, baked goods people are dropping off to me. So, hey, you know, if, if that segment goes away, I, I'm going to be sad. Yeah, but it's probably for the better of my health. So we'll see what happens between now and next episode. See if we get any more donut uh, donut bakeries to check out. Okay, next on the list, something else that old Coxie Boy is thankful for. Now, I don't know if anybody picked up on this. I'm sure they did. 
I mean, it's social media, so I'm positive everybody picked up on it. I'm pretty thankful for the Facebook blackout that occurred. Well, I, I believe it was last Monday, maybe. I'm not sure. This maybe a week ago, but not only was Facebook blacked out, but Instagram was having issues as well. Okay. And here's why I'm thankful for the fucking Facebook blackout. So you couldn't load any media. You couldn't load any pictures. You couldn't really load people's statuses or whatever. It was just kind of nice. You know what? I'm going to admit it. It was nice to not have social media. It was nice to pull up my phone and pull up Facebook and not get fucking 25 women coming at me trying to sell me hair care products or makeup or skincare or a clothing line. And, you know, it's that it's that whole scheme that Oh, it's not a pyramid scheme, I swear to God, but when you really dig into it and you really read the fine print, it's 100% a fucking pyramid scheme. God, it feels like it feels like Facebook and my Instagram stories now are just flooded with that garbage. I can't stand it. It's 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 brutal. Like, okay, I get it. Everybody have a side hustler or maybe you're you're a young lady with a young family at home and you're off work and you're trying to make ends meet. Okay, I get it, but Jesus Christ. Oh, I, I just can't do it. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't do the whole pyramid schemes, buy my hair care. Look how great my hair looks. And then they put up the before and after pics after two weeks of using their product. And you, I can't tell a difference. Yeah. Your hair was blonde before your hair is still blonde. Yeah. It looks like it's working great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Skincare product. Yeah. You had acne on the chin before. You got acne on the chin now. Well, sweet. Yeah, it must be working real good. Uh, $200 for a 15-ounce tin of face cream is really worth it, eh? Yeah, no. Just, I, I, can't do the, I can't do the Facebook pyramid scheme stuff. Can't, can't go down that. The other one, the other one I was, I was thankful that we missed out on was, and I'm terrible, and I'm going to maybe get some negative feedback from this, but ask me if I give a shit. The other thing that I didn't see was people posting pictures of their babies. Oh, isn't he so cute? He's 127 days old today. It's his 127th birthday. Everybody celebrate. And the kid's got a 127-day birthday t-shirt on and a headband and there's a cake and there's fucking balloons. No, no. That's not how it goes. Your kid is actually only four months, 4.23 months old, actually, if you divide it by 30, okay? Your kid's only 4.23 months old, okay? Nobody really cares that your kid is 4.23 months old, okay? Post some pictures on his first birthday, his second birthday, so on and so forth, okay? Don't need those baby pictures on Facebook. Don't really care for them. Was happy to see them go on the, on the Facebook blackout. And then you get the other one, too, the... Uh, Sorry, just having a sip of my tea there. Then you get the other one. So it's it's the mothers or wives or whatever who, oh, got up at 5 a.m. this morning, packed the kids' lunches, cleaned the floors, did 427 loads of laundry and blah, 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 cut the lawn, shoveled the driveway, fucking painted the new nursery. And to go along with that, you get the guys that come on the Facebook. Oh yeah, fuck. Huh. Started work at 5:30 this morning, but I was here at 5. 
Yeah, because I'm a strong, loyal, dedicated employee, and you want to get shit done, you get there early. Like, they're the only human being in the world with a fucking job. Yeah, those two people, so on the female side, the the mother and or uh, the homemaker, housewife, whatever, the working wife that gets up and spiels all the stuff that she gets. Good, good for you. You're a better human being than I am because I laid in bed and on my weekend off till 11.30 in the morning and didn't do dick. You're a way better person than me. And and to that guy that shows up to the job site a half an hour early, whoop the fucking do You getting paid for it? Nope, probably not. Sweet, you got there early. Yeah, yeah, sweet, you got there early. You told all your coworkers how early you were there got to, got to work. But then you're the same guy that probably fucking does the least amount of work all day. Yep, you know it's true. You, you guys that work out there on job sites, you know this is true. Every job site has one. The guy that's the first there in the morning and brags about being the first one there and how early he gets up and all the shit he did before he even left home. And then he gets to work and he's the fucking hero because he's there half an hour, 45 minutes early and then he does the least fucking amount of work in a day. And he's the first one to fucking bitch and complain when you got to work overtime, right? Yeah, yeah, so... There was none of that on on Facebook there a couple days ago during the Facebook blackout, and it was just it was just a nice shutdown. It was a nice shutdown. So I'm very thankful for the Facebook blackout. The next thing, something else that I'm thankful for in my life. <laughs> it seems that I've noticed it more now that the weather's cooling down a little bit. Maybe you're starting to spend more time inside, but I'm really thankful for the women's network fall harvest movie series on tv holy fuck so it's it has begun okay so the women's network they're showing all their their sappy fuck they're showing all their sappy fall movies okay and then as soon as november one hits you know what's coming the fucking christmas movies that make you just want to beat your head against the wall because they're all the same okay so in the fall they all have the same storyline right Okay, so in the fall, you get, you know, big shot city lawyer girl comes home to save her uncle's pumpkin farm and falls back in love with her high school sweetheart who was way too cool for her in high school because he was the high school quarterback and she was a nerd, but then she left town and got successful and... She comes back because her uncle's going to lose the farm because the bank's going to foreclose because the price of pumpkins went down and then he lost his crop in a hailstorm and and his fucking... Then she goes to the coffee shop for a coffee and she sees the guy that she used to love and he sees her and he's like, oh, Natalie, you're back in town. How long's it been? 15, 20 years? Yeah, Corey, I've been gone a long time. But I'm back now for a few days because Uncle Thomas is going to lose his farm. The bank is foreclosing and I'm a lawyer so I can help him out of this jam. Well, Natalie, let me come over to the farm and show you how big my muscles are and how nicely dressed I am for working on a farm. And I will do all this work and I won't get dirty. And then we will fall in the hay and we will kiss and we will fall in love and we will get married and you will save your Uncle Thomas's pumpkin farm from the bank foreclosure because he's lost everything in the great pumpkin famine of 2021. Well, that's great, Corey, but before we fall in love, we have to do a montage of us walking under 
colorful fall trees along a whiteboard fence in a pasture field where a horse will run up to the fence and I will pet the horse, Cory, and you will watch me pet the horse and you will smile because the, you will realize that my love for animals is a direct fucking look into the future of how, how I love you, Cory. Yes, let's be together now in the fall and we will stop and take pictures at the neighbor's pumpkin patch who is a lot more lucrative than we are but it doesn't matter because i love you cory holy fuck am i right yeah you guys you people know it's true out there okay that's basically how a hallmark woman's network fall harvest story goes and then their christmas stories are the exact same storyline except they might switch the they might switch the roles okay so it's the girl, it's Natalie, who never leaves town, and she helps her aunt, because they they can never say it, it's your aunt, she helps her aunt, okay, at the family bed and breakfast that's been in the, that's been in the family for two generations, and, you know, they're gonna lose that, and Corey comes home, and, you know, maybe he's not a lawyer, but maybe he's like a, a Bay Street fucking trader or something, and he saves the bed and breakfast by just buying it and falling in love with Natalie and they have loved children there and keep the fucking bed and breakfast dream alive. It makes me sick. And you know what I'll you know what the worst part of all this is? So it's not even the movies, okay? So the w women sit around and they watch these movies and they think that's what real love is, okay? So then what are you doing? Then what are you doing? Oh fuck. You're getting dragged to the pumpkin patch, okay? At some, at some, you know what I mean. You're getting dragged out to the pumpkin patch, okay? It's $15 to get in and walk around the pumpkin patch. And you got to always dress up for it, right? So the guys, you get the, the, the burgundy blazer and the nice charcoal sweater underneath. Maybe a nice pair of khaki pants rolled up, eh? Got them rolled up. You got the cuff at the bottom with your blundstones on. And she's got a hat and black leggings and those tall, like, knee-high brown boots and it's one of those I don't even know I'd call it a daishiki but looks like they're wearing their grandmother's afghan around their shoulders or over top of their shoulders and a maybe a nice burgundy lululemon she, uh, shirt underneath and you guys got to stand around and you got to take 25 pictures and then use just one so you spend $15 each so it's 30 bucks to get into this pumpkin patch then a pumpkin I don't know even know what a pumpkin is about nine bucks you bring three pumpkins home, carve none of them, leave them on your front porch until, oh, I'd say about December 3rd when finally one Saturday you're like, fuck, those pumpkins are rotten and collapsed and there's maggots everywhere. I should probably throw them out. Yeah, but you had to do all that stuff just for a couple pictures on Facebook or on Instagram so that everybody thinks you got a little perfect marriage or a little perfect relationship going on there, right? And as I'm saying this, I can, I can feel... I can feel my better half's eyes drilling a hole through the back of my head because she wants to go to the pumpkin patch today and probably take pictures. But yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for the Women's Network Fall Harvest movie series for putting false hope in women's heads on what their relationship should be and or should look like, okay? Those are fairy tales, babes, okay? Those, those, rela those relationships on TV, they usually don't happen. Okay, I hate to break it to you, but they usually don't happen. All right, so yeah, 
again, I'm thankful for the Women's Network Fall Heart. And I can't wait for the Christmas series to come out. Fuck, it's going to be so sweet. And not only the pumpkin patch pictures, and there's always apple picking. So here's another one. You go to the fucking orchard, okay, and you pay like 60 bucks for your whole family to get in to pick a bushel, a bushel basket full of apples because you do it for the gram, right? Or you do it for TikTok, or you do it because you want people to think that you spend time with your family, okay? And you pick these bushel out, and then you bring them home, and they just all rot too. Well, you know apples are two ninety nine a fucking pound at the grocery store, right? You know that, right? I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. You can go in, you can get out. You got apples. You fucking two ninety nine a pound. No pictures. No getting dressed up. Maybe you bump into a buddy at the grocery store. Shoot the shit for a bit. It's a good time. Way better time than going apple picking. Ugh. So yeah. Again, thankful for the women's network. And finally, the final thing that I'm so 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 thankful for is the NHL season is starting up. Okay. And with the NHL season starting up. That means that the Toronto Maple Leafs season is starting. And I am so thankful that the Leafs are getting close to hitting the ice in the regular season because I just I just love the Leafs. I love the Leafs, right? I can't wait. Back to the social media. I can't wait for all the social media posts about how this is Willie Nylander's year, okay? Slick Willie and the boys, you know. They're going to be doing great things. Willie's probably going to score 55 and he's going to have 92 fucking assists and Austin record or Austin Austin records. Austin Matthews is going to score 117 goals and have 242 assists and fucking Morgan Riley's going to win the Norris and and like I can't wait for that first week of Leaf season when they go like 3 and 0 and the the parade is planned and Oh my God. And the, the Facebook posts and then, and the Instagram and the Twitter shit fuck. And oh, I, oh my God. I can't even put this into words. I hate Leaf fans so much. Okay. So that's three or five games into the season. Then about 22 games into the season. Oh, they want Willie Nylander gone. Okay. The, the, they want Willie Nylander gone. Okay. John Tavares had a slow start because the guy's probably still feeling some concussion symptoms and he's maybe a little gun shy. So he's having a slow start. So his career is over. He's changed since that, that collision with Corey Perry in the playoffs. He's completely changed. He's done. What a waste of a contract. What a waste of money. Blah, blah, blah. Kyle Dubas, you're an idiot. Jack Campbell, he's gone right back to his old ways, which was the reason he bounced around every team in the NHL before he got to the Leafs. And then, yeah, he had a good season last year. He caught lightning in a bottle. Does he keep that up? I don't think he does, personally. I really don't think he does, okay? And then Peter Morazic, well, try staying healthy for a full season there, Peter, okay? Stay healthy for a full season and then get back to us. So when those two fall off the fall off the front of the boat too. Leafs fans are just going to be going fucking nuts because there's no goaltending and they're overpaying JT and Willie Nylander's a puss and doesn't go in the corners and Mitch Marner fucking Austin Matthews are just and we should have brought Jumbo Joe back and Spezza is just being Spezza. Like and I have a whole new respect for Spezza too. I really do. I used to hate him. I still kind of hate him but 
guy can guy can still play hockey and that's a guy that's adapted to his role so a little bit of respect for him here too but i'm so thankful i'm so thankful that the leaf season's coming back so i can read you know all these posts and all these arguments over who's better fucking kerfoot like uh kerfoot's so shit why are we paying him so much blah 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 well mm, i don't know I, I don't have a lot to say on kerfoot but leafs fans just just the day-to-day, the way they change their view on their hockey team is so entertaining to me. One of my favorite pastimes is to jump on Twitter and uh, troll Leafs fans. A lot of them have caught on to what to what I'm up to, so they leave. They uh, they don't engage with me anymore, which is fine. But yeah, I'm so thankful for Leafs season. Can't wait to see you Jekyll and Hyde fans come out of the woodwork, support the the local blue and white. You know. Get the team all hyped up, all pumped up, you know, talk them up at the media in there too, pumping the Leafs tires, ready for a deep playoff run. And then, oh, you get to the playoffs and you forget that you're a gutless hockey team with no sandpaper, no character, no drive, no want, no desire. And you make a first round exit and everybody points and laughs at you. And you're like, I am, I'm, I'm so done with this team. I'm so done with this team. Why can't we just, why can't we just move forward? Why did Dubas make, why did Dubas make this deal? Why did Dubas make that deal? Why didn't we bring in this guy? You know, we should be paying this guy more. We shouldn't be paying JT as much. Well then when Dubas gets fired, throw your fucking resume in MLSE to be the GM. See how far you get. Fucking can't can't wait for that. So I'm thankful for Leaf season. It provides free entertainment for me watching all you idiot Leaf fans suck your thumb. Can't wait. Thankful for Leaf season. So that's it. That's that's it. That's really all the things I have to be thankful for. And like I said at the back at the start, you can be the judge of whether I was being genuine or sincere or whether I was being a sarcastic dick. Okay? That's that's your decision to make. So anyways, last episode, I also asked you folks to get back to me with some fan feedback on why you listen to the Cox Talks podcast. And I did get, I did get a few, a little bit of feedback here. Um, just let me look it up here. Longtime loyal listener. And she's always good with the feedback. Kelly C. I won't reveal her last name. Some listeners may know who she is. She's always good with the feedback. I love Kelly's feedback because I love Kelly. Kelly is the mother of a very good friend of mine who listens to the podcast. And she listens to the podcast for a good laugh. And she loves to hear the F-bomb. So that's why Kelly listens to the podcast. Kelly, thanks for listening. I'll keep fucking trying to say fuck for you because I know you fucking love the fucking F-bomb. All right, Kelly? Keep it real. Look after that that husband of yours. And uh, hey... I hope I keep making you laugh. Now, Kelly also brought up something else. Um, she wants me to get into some more stories about when I was younger, running around town, playing junior hockey, just being the town drunk and the village idiot and so on and so forth with her son, might I add. Um, and that's going to be that's going to be discussed here in a few minutes cuz what I want to do is um, I want to bring up another Another piece of feedback I got from my good friend Vinny out in Alberta. Yeah, that's right. I'm friends with a guy named Vinny. Anyways, uh, Vinny says, longtime listener, first time texter. I listen to your show to have a good laugh and hear your straightforward thoughts, comments, and rants. I enjoy a good Trevor Cox rant. 
Your episodes with Rolly chatting reminds me of the Stubble Jumpers dressing room and you two dummies going on about random topics. Now, here's where it gets slippery, okay? Vinnie Mac suggests that if I'm going to keep telling people how to parent, he suggests that I get my better half pregnant because being a parent yourself and versus telling you parents how to do it, it's a lot harder than it looks. Well, I never said it was easy. I'm just trying to give you guys advice as an outsider, Vinnie, you dick. So relax, all right? And uh, Vinny also brings up a topic very similar to Kelly. So Vinny was a good friend of mine when I lived in Alberta. Uh, was actually my roommate for a couple days during the Great High River Floods of fuck, 2012, 2013, whenever that was. Vinny's house was flooded out, so he came to live with the big dog for a little bit there. But uh, Vinny's a good friend of mine. Vinny knows a lot of my stories from out in Alberta. And... I had a pretty serious girlfriend when I lived in Alberta for a bit. And when her and I broke up, I, I really let my hair down. I really, I got on a roll. Okay. I got doing some, some suspicious things out there and some things that, you know, kept the boys entertained. So Vinny wants to hear some Trevor Cox gr- post girlfriend breakup stories and opinions from the double wide trailer that I used to live in. Well, first of all, it wasn't a double wide Vince. It was just an extra wide trailer, okay? And it wasn't a trailer, you dick, again. It was a modular home, okay? Big difference. But here's the thing. Vinny wants me to dirty the airwaves up a little bit. He says I'm sounding too to GTA, okay? So I want to touch on this for a little bit here. I have had people tell me that, people that know me, I've had people tell me that this podcast is great and they enjoy it and I make them laugh and stuff, but they've also told me that this is Trevor Cox at like a six, okay? And there's some people out there really want me to crank the volume here and get to a 10, maybe even break the knob right off, right? Okay, they want me to get more vulgar. They want me to get more aggressive. They want me to talk about some of the things I've been up to in the past and some of my experiences life experiences we'll call them okay and that thought has crossed my mind because I do think it's good content but what I also think is you know a lot of people don't want to hear every episode about some guy trying to wheel broads and just get loser pissed every weekend maybe they do maybe they don't I know my demographic I know the majority of my demographic but there's some surprise listeners out there okay so here's why I haven't gone down that path yet I'm going to tell you right now, I haven't gone down that path yet because there are some people that listen to my podcast and don't take this the wrong way, but there are some people that listen to my podcast that I wish wouldn't listen to my podcast, i.e. my dear old aunts, i.e. my mother, i.e. my niece, i.e. my better half. (laughs) They all listen to this show and I'm not sure that they need to know some of the things that are out there about me. Now, my mom will say, oh, well, mother knows everything. (laughs) No, mom, you don't. You think you do, but you don't, okay? So that's why I haven't gone down that path yet, and I want to get some feedback. I'm asking for feedback again from you folks. I said we're going to get into some stories from Alberta and some stories from growing up in Oxbridge and blah, blah, blah. And we'll get there. I, I promise we will. And, and I think that's going to be really entertaining for some people. But how deep should I go with this now knowing you listeners out there? How deep should I go with this knowing that I have 
some very close people that to me that listen to this podcast. I don't think it would change. I don't think it would change their opinion on me, but it's a pretty slippery slope. Okay, it's a pretty slippery slope. Let me tell you. And there's a lot of stuff that. Well, I guess the statute of limitations is long gone now, so it's nothing I can be arrested or charged for. I don't think. Um, <laughs> that sounds actually pretty terrible. I don't think I ever did anything that I could be arrested or charged for, but some stuff that would definitely maybe get me a little slap on the wrist. So someday I might turn the volume up on that and I might go down that path. And until then, I ask you listeners to just be patient. Just keep listening. Just keep giving me your feedback on on the episodes I do provide. But get back to me. Let me know what you think about, you know, just, just getting into some old Coxie stories. I think I know what's going to happen here, but but we'll see. So the other thing we can do there is um, I've I've gone ahead and coming up on my 10th episode here, I've gone ahead and I have opened up a patron account. So what a patron account is, is basically you listeners can donate money. I'm not asking. I'm just telling you that it's there. Okay. You listeners can go and you can donate money to the Cox Talks podcast that I will put directly to the Cox Talks podcast. I'm not putting this in my pocket, okay? Um, There's some little things I'd like to do. I'd like to maybe get some better audio, okay? Whether that is just a better computer or a better microphone or even go out and, you know, be able to spend 50 bucks on soundproofing a room or or something along those lines, okay? Um, I'd like to hire a producer. I'd like to hire a producer so I can just, you know, go somewhere or come into my my studio here, my studio at the Cox Talks Podcast, bang out a podcast and have somebody else edit it for me. Because right now I'm doing everything myself and I do feel like I do feel like my product here is slipping a little bit because I haven't had a lot of time. We're deep into harvest season, uh, hockey season started, I'm busy at the rink and things like that. So I'd like to hire a producer. Producers don't work for free, okay? So if you're listening out there and you maybe you're an audio producer who's interested, uh, reach out and get in touch with me. I'd like to build an actual studio, right? I'd like to build an actual studio. So your money, if if you donate, your um, your money would go to helping me get a, get a proper studio going. Some swag. Donations would help me get some swag on the go. The more donations, the more swag, the cheaper the swag is, okay? So you can donate if, if maybe you just want some swag. And the other thing that is possible is, and again, I am I want your feedback. I'm looking for your feedback. Old Coxie boy here can really dirty up the airwaves. And what he can do is you only receive those episodes if you are a patron to the Cox Talks podcast. Yeah, it's like a it's like a it's a subscription basically, and I'll get as X-rated and wild as as I think I can maybe on those episodes if you people so choose to donate to the Cox Talks podcast. I'm not saying this is 100% what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait for feedback. I'm going to wait and just see what happens. So, to donate to the Cox Talks podcast, you can go on podbean.com. So that's P O D B-E-A-N, podbean.com. And once you get to Podbean, you search up search up the Cox Talks podcast, and in the top right corner, I believe, there is an option that says become a patron. Okay, and you can donate whatever you want to the Cox Talks podcast. It goes directly to me. I have control of it all, and it's going to go directly to the podcast to help make it better. 
some guests that I've tried or that I'd like to have on the show, it actually costs money to have them on the show, believe it or not. So that's, an, that's something else that the money can go to. Anyways, I'm not asking for money. I'm telling you folks right now that the patron account for the Cox Talks podcast is open. It is available. Podbean.com. Search out Cox Talks podcast. Click on become a patron and take it from there. And hey, anything you guys give me will be greatly appreciated. I promise it will go to making the show better and we'll go from there. So there we go, folks. Thanksgiving Monday. Happy Thanksgiving to all you Canadians out there. Sorry for the late arrival. Usually uh, usually the podcast comes up at 5 a.m. You know, I figured it's a holiday. Nobody's going to be listening to it that early anyways. And uh, truth be told, I didn't have it recorded yet. It's currently 9.50 a.m. and I'm just finishing up recording now. So <laughs> sorry about that. It is what it is. Fuck it. It's my show. I do it or won't. I do it or won't. So thanks for listening. That's the Cox Talks podcast. We'll see you in 14 days.